This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys absolutely made my weekend. I announced, I told you about my book late last week and over the weekend. So many of you bought my book that it skyrocketed on Amazon to number one on the bestseller list in two different categories, in the philosophy and social aspects of education category and in the cultural policy category. Take a look at this on the screen. Because of you guys, it's already touching the bestseller lists, which makes my day. I cannot tell you how hard I worked on this book, how excited I am for you to read it. If you haven't gotten your copy of Hide Your Children, Exposing the Marxists Behind the Attack on America's Kids, you can go to hideyourchildrenbook.com, hideyourchildrenbook.com. I think you're really going to like it, but I want to hear every brutal critique, every question, every pushback, every piece of feedback that you possibly could have for me about this book, because it is supposed to start a cultural discussion. It's supposed to start a movement. It's not just your run-of-the-mill, conservative pundit, writing a book about their own opinions. This is something I, uh, it's my critique of the Republican Party, my critique of how we are operating our society. And um, as you can tell, I'm very excited about this, but thank you for purchasing my book over the weekend. So many of you, I really appreciate it. Okay, I wanna watch a funny video with you. And when I say funny, it's not like a ha-ha funny, it's like savage funny. This is Tucker Carlson. Over the weekend, Tucker Carlson interviewed many of the Republican presidential primary candidates in Iowa. And it was kind of, uh, well, First of all, he ended several of their careers with questions that he asked and answers that they gave. But I wanna start with this particular clip. This is Tucker asking, Asa Hutchinson, maybe you've never heard of him. Yes, we are all asking why he's running for president. But he asked Asa Hutchinson about the COVID vaccine, and this is what Hutchinson said. Government did usurp uh, over the past several years is, is the right to decide what medicine you take in the form of, of COVID mandates. Um, how did you feel about that? And how many COVID shots did you take? And how do you feel about it now <laughs> in retrospect? How many COVID shots did you take? Zero. But, but I think it's fair, and I, and I can see that you recoiled when I asked you that question. Um, and I don't think, honestly, you should be asking people about their medical care, but that became a, a matter of public policy. And I do think that the whole country ought to pause and assess, like, what did we just go through? What, How do we feel about the, it now? And so it's a very straightforward question. Well, Savage. So savage. First of all, you have to wonder why Asa Hutchinson doesn't want to answer this question, right? Because it, it, my analysis of this situation is Asa Hutchinson doesn't want to answer this question because he probably got a bunch of COVID vaccines and he probably doesn't regret it. And yet he knows that the Republican electorate by and large reject the COVID jabs and he doesn't want to turn off the people who he wants to vote for them, but is he really representing them if he got these COVID jabs and he doesn't regret them if he stands by them? It's political hypocrisy in action. But I got to tell you a personal take here. 
When I watched this video, I laughed, of course, just because it's subjectively funny. Tucker has a unique skill set of being able to ask astute questions to beget really interesting answers while also being extremely entertaining. Like that's just, it's not even a gotcha question. It's just good television. But I I automatically have an increased respect when I find out that someone, especially someone in the public eye like Tucker Carlson, did not get the COVID jab. It's, it's my human reaction when I, I, I suspected that Tucker did not get the COVID jab because he was one of the only Fox hosts that wasn't bragging about it, that wasn't advertising for it. I suspected that he didn't given his coverage of the COVID jab, but you never know. He'd never come out and said that he didn't. He just implied it. But I have increased respect. And here's my, here's my edgy viewpoint, but I think this is really important to our culture. I also conversely have... I'm disappointed when I hear that someone who I at least formerly respected, someone that I respect, did get it. I'm a little disappointed. I'm not saying this because I condemn people who got it. I don't. In fact, being generous, I've analyzed why did so many people get it? Why did so many Republicans get it? And I, I, I understand that people were really afraid. They were really fearful because the mainstream media and the public health establishments and their family and friends and everything were just striking fear in their hearts. And you get paralyzed by that paranoia, if you've ever had something that you're so scared of, almost a phobia, your body actually feels physically locked up. So I understand that. A lot of people also hadn't been red-pilled yet. They didn't understand the institutional capture and the corruption behind the government and Big Pharma. They hadn't yet been introduced to Fauci, or at least not enough to Fauci to really understand the villain that he is. And a lot of people still were looking at their doctors with too much deference, in my opinion, just kind of blindly obeying their doctors instead of being a a participant or even you could say an employer of doctors. Or a lot of people just couldn't tolerate the social backlash, couldn't tolerate the social backlash. So I think it's okay for you and I to feel disappointed in that. If someone didn't really want the vaccine, didn't think that they needed it, didn't, was a little skeptical of it and they got it anyway because of any of these reasons, it's okay to feel disappointed. It's not condemnation. In fact, this is what I would offer. I think those people who got it, who now regret it, should be feel a little disappointed in themselves. It's okay. We're, we, we risk as a society, we risk as a Republican Party and a conservative movement whitewashing the situation a little bit because we don't want to vilify the people who were fearful or who might have lost their jobs. We don't want to, I mean, the majority of people got the COVID vaccine. So you don't want to alienate everybody who you want to vote for you or everybody who listens to you. But If we whitewash it too much, if we pretend that it's not a big deal, that, oh, okay, you can't really be blamed for that, then society's not gonna change because people aren't going to analyze their behavior, feel a little bit of embarrassment or disappointment in themselves, and then then, um, seek recourse and then alter their behavior. So I think it's okay to feel a little disappointed. Of course you shouldn't have gotten it. We had information right from the beginning that COVID was not a serious threat to people who, unless you were very old or very fat or had a very serious comorbidity. And we also had information that the vaccine was experimental, not yet tested. And very quickly we realized that it was not effective the way that the public health establishment was telling us that it was. And yet people still continued to get it. So I felt an increase in admiration for Tucker Carlson. You know, I don't like any politician. I put no one on a pedestal, but I always feel more respect for someone when I hear that they haven't gotten in a little smidge of disappointment when I hear that somebody has. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. 
I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, did you guys ever watch that? This is an old musical. Did you ever watch Seven Brides for Seven Brothers? And remember the barn raising scene where the the farmer brothers were supposed to be feuding with the city boys over the girls? And it was this really massive chore- choreographed scene. But one part of the scene was one of the brothers was was in a in a in a fight, in a physical fight, like fisticuffs fight with one of the city boys. And once he had defeated that city boy, uh, another city boy jumped up to fight him. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, the brother continued to punch out these city boys. And as soon as he punched one out, another one came up. This is, this is what kept coming to my mind. Every, when I was watching this event with Tucker Carlson, he would just slaughter one presidential candidate after another. And he just remained seated there and they'd bring another one out. He'd slaughter them. They'd bring another one out. He'd slaughter them. And no better example of this than the answer that Mike Pence gave when Tucker asked him a question that apparently flustered him. Take a listen. You are are distressed that the Ukrainians don't have enough American tanks. Every city in the United States has become much worse over the past three years. Drive around. There's not one city that's gotten better in the United States. And it's visible. Our economy has degraded. The suicide rate has jumped. Public filth and disorder and crime have exponentially increased. And yet... Your concern is that the Ukrainians, a country most people can't find on a map, who've received tens of billions of U.S. tax dollars, don't have enough tanks. I think it's a fair question to ask, like, where's the concern for the United States in that? Well, it's not my concern. (laughs) Tucker, I've heard that routine from you before, but that's not my concern. I'm running for president of the United States because I think this country's in a lot of trouble. I think Joe Biden has weakened America at home and abroad. Oh, man. And as president of the United States, we're going to restore law and order in our cities. We're going to secure our border. We're going to get this economy moving again. And we're going to make sure that we have men and women on our courts at every level that will stand for the right to life and defend all the God-given liberties enshrined in our Constitution. Anybody that says that we can't be the leader of the free world and solve our problems at home has a pretty small view of the greatest nation on earth. We can do both. And by the way, not only, that obviously ended Mike Pence's political career here, and he knew it, he knew it. Two things that I will say. First of all, if we're taking a, a not a nuanced approach here, but if we're, if, we're, if we're analyzing this accurately, Mike Pence did not mean when he said, that is not my concern. He did not mean that America wasn't his concern. <laughs> he meant that Tucker misstated his concern. But in politics, nuance doesn't always matter. And in this case, Mike Pence just gave everyone running against him the best soundbite on the face of the earth, because without context, it sounds like Tucker's like, what about American cities? And Pence goes, that's not my concern. That's not my concern. And Mike Pence, by the way, knew 
As soon as he said that, he knew what kind of soundbite that he gave to Tucker Carlson because his ears turned red. He's gonna watch. Politicians, especially men, often wear makeup. They always wear makeup. Sometimes they wear full foundation. Oftentimes they wear powder, but they don't. Sometimes makeup artists forget to powder their ears. And so when they make a misstep, if you watch their ears, their ears will turn red. And Mike Pence's ears were like the color of a red beet. He knew exactly what he had said. And then Tucker asked a very similar question to Senator Tim Scott. And this is what Tim Scott said. Well, so, so here's, I'm just interested because all measures are relative. So Russia's bad, Russia's a threat, Putin's evil, got it. But the total body count from Russia in the United States is right around zero. Like, I don't know anyone who's been killed by Russia. I know people personally who've been killed by Mexico. The government of Mexico allows fentanyl to be made in its country and to come over our border. Yes. And remittances from Mexico are a huge part of their economy. The Mexican government is party to the murder of hundreds of thousands of Americans. So why is Mexico less of a threat than Russia? Well, two things. I think we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Okay, but yeah, and fr I frankly, mean, here's, here's no Americans killed by Russia, yeah. hundreds of thousands killed by Mexico, but Mexico's our ally and Russia's our enemy. How does that work? Well, I'm not going to pretend like I, the legislation I have sponsored that I would sign as President of the United States freezes the assets of the Mexican cartels, targets the Mexican cartels, and hopefully eliminates the flow of fentanyl. Because I do agree with you that 70,000 Americans losing their lives on an annual basis is an existential threat to America that we can solve. We don't have to choose the good news. Is Would we you can be willing that. to say to the Mexican government, your economy runs on factories right over the border, car plants, for example, but many other manufacturing uh, plants, and we're just going to slap tariffs on that and tank your economy, like tomorrow? unless you stop allowing poison to come into our country. Like, why not do that? I, I say you use every tool available to stop fentanyl from coming across our border. No, no exceptions. Interesting. Okay, this is the part that doesn't make sense to me about that clip. I just Googled it right now. And since the war between Russia and Ukraine started over a year ago now, the U.S. has given Ukraine more than $113 billion. $113 billion! And so Tim Scott says we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Well, how much money are we putting towards our border crisis? How much money are we putting towards stopping the overdose of fentanyl? How much money are we putting towards fighting the Mexican drug cartels? You say you can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like, sure, that's a little, a nice little thing to say, a nice little... Um, slogan for your campaign, but it doesn't make any sense when you're okay with giving all this money to Ukraine and you're not spending any of that money on the border. It just tells me a politician that doesn't want to take an edgy, an edgy position. You know I don't like any politician. I'm here to call out the errors in every single politician. And some politicians like Nikki Haley make it really easy for us. So some politicians, we have to use our powers of analysis to you know, look at the nuance of what they say and, 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 and then pronounce what we think of their opinions. And then we have politicians like Nikki Haley who offer us this. Who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline? I mean, I, I don't know. Do I'm, not, I'm not claiming you did it. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, That's what I'm saying. Do you know who did it? Uh, seems pretty obvious it was backed by the Biden administration, I would say. I mean, I think all the evidence suggests that, but I wasn't there. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I mean, that seems like a huge step. This is the largest industrial sabotage in history, sent more carbon in the atmosphere than any act ever. And like, there's weirdly no curiosity about who did it. And I think that's strange. What do you well, think? There's a lot of things that are strange with the Biden administration. <laughs> this is the first one. <laughs>
I guess uh, what I'm really saying is, if you were but running so against the Biden administration, like it's like the awkwardness is to palpable. do something like that and shaft our closest allies in the world, which would be Western Europe, and deprive them of the energy they need to run their manufacturing sector and destroy their economy, which it is in the process of doing. Like, that's a major sin to have done something like that. You just well, betrayed our allies, and no one on the right is accusing the Bidens of what they clearly did. So I don't know why. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. The reason Nikki Haley's pretending she doesn't have an opinion on this is because, again, she's doing the same thing Asa Hutchinson did at the beginning. She doesn't want to say what her true opinion is because she doesn't think the people that she wants to vote for her will support her position. This is so, this is so illustrative of what politicians are. This is why I don't like politicians on the left or the right, because they aren't actually interested in representing what their constituents want in a government, in a society, or for America's position in the world. They're only interested in convincing or tricking people into voting for them based on little talking points that the, that the politician says to disguise their true opinions, which the voters wouldn't like if they found out. That's all we have with Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley's a neocon. Nikki Haley might be a nice person. She has a beautiful family, whatever. That doesn't matter when it comes to qualifications for the White House. I loved what she did when she was at the United Nations, but her position on Ukraine is untenable. Her position on Ukraine, she won't say that she believes that a U.S. ally endorsed by the Biden administration blew up the Nord Stream pipeline because she's not opposed to it. She probably supports that because she supports the war in Ukraine. She wants to continue to give $113 billion the U.S. has given to Ukraine in the name of this war. And where does it end? It ends with the U.S. losing our position in the world as the world superpower. It ends with perhaps Russia allying with China. And it ends with our fiscal instability to the point that the Fed is going to usher in a central bank digital currency, which they're going to use to try to control us. And the BRICS companies moving away from the U.S. dollar as the as the world reserve currency, and it's going to destabilize the entire world. This is what we're facing in Ukraine. It's not just that Zelensky's a fraud. He is. He's an actor who pretends to wear fatigues all the time as he films his videos with green screens as the background. It's not just that Zelensky is, uh, is, is, is destroying his own economy so that BlackRock can come in and quote unquote rescue him. It matters to us, to the American people in the world. That's why these clips of Tim Scott and and um, Nikki Haley are so egregious, and Mike Pence on Ukraine are so egregious because they don't understand the threat that the war in Ukraine and the U.S. involvement in the war in Ukraine poses here to the United States. But then, of course, we have DeSantis. And again, I don't like any politician on the left or the right, but at least DeSantis shows that he understands a shred 
of the idiocy of this war. Although I'm still not certain what his position is on how, if he were president, that he would end this war. Like, would he stop it on day one? Because that's what I want from a presidential candidate. This is what DeSantis said, though. As president, you'd be in charge pretty much single-handedly of America's foreign policy. Um, so with that in mind, I have to ask you about Ukraine. So in uh, the spring, you described the war in Ukraine as a, quote, territorial dispute. You issued a statement saying it was a territorial dispute that was not central to America's national interest. There was an outcry over this. And then pretty soon after, you described, you seemed to change your view and describe Putin as a war criminal and say that it was central to America's foreign policy. Why did you change and where are you now? So the last part I did not say. Um, uh, I served in Iraq during the Iraq campaign in Fallujah. I was attached to U.S. Navy SEAL Team 1. And remember, it started on what WMD. Then we had Al-Qaeda in Iraq. Then it was created democracy. Then it was that. And so the lesson that I learned from there is if you're going to commit to do military, whether it's aid or whether it's troops, uh, you need to have a concrete idea of what you're trying to achieve. And so from the time I got out of the sandbox and landed back in the United States 15 years ago until the present, I've always felt that. And so my critique of the DC foreign policy elite is that they are doing a blank check policy without telling us when we will have achieved our objective. And I believe that today and I believe that then. Now, because you dissent from the DC foreign policy elite, they then try to smear you and say, oh, you must be for Putin. I've always thought Putin's a bad guy. I still think he's a bad guy, but that's a separate question for a leader who's got to look at the world in very clear-eyed uh, glasses. You know that it's not all peaches and cream out there, and you have to make a judgment about what's in America's national interest. And so that's the position that I believe, and I also believe that I wish the DC elites cared as much about our border as they do about the Ukraine-Russia border. Okay, a couple of good things in there. He doesn't believe in forever wars, that's good. He thinks if we engage in any kind of military action, we should have a mandate for victory, also good. Very contradictory of what the neocons and the Democrats have done with our military and foreign policy over the past two or three decades. I appreciate all of that. But he mentions one phrase, American interest, that he doesn't define. What is America's interest in giving $113 billion to Ukraine? What is America's interest in being part of this so-called border dispute between Russia and Ukraine? What is America's interest in fighting a proxy war against Russia? What is America's interest in helping Zelensky agitate not, and I understand that Putin is the aggressor here. I understand that Putin was the one that invaded Ukraine, and that's wrong, and that's immoral. We can all agree on that. But what is America's interest in being part of something that, because we are a part of it, threatens nuclear war? What is America's interest, and why can't any politician define this? I don't understand this. These are these are people. These politicians are people who want to occupy the Oval Office. They want to be the leader of the free world. They want to be the most powerful person on the planet. Why can't you define it? Why can't you tell us, okay, this is in America's interest to be involved because of X, Y, and Z, or it's not in America's interest to be involved because of X, Y, Z, or a certain amount of aid is in America's interest because of A, B, C. Like, why can't you explain to us what is in America's interest and what is not in detail? This shouldn't be a very hard question, and yet it seems that even the good candidates struggle in answering this question, even the good candidates. And meanwhile, of course, we have the left we have the virtue signalers here in our in our country, and this is just a little bit of comedy. 
um, for some levity here because this is a heavy topic. We have the virtue signalers who are hanging the Ukraine flags and I have a funny video I wanna show you about this. Comedian JP Sears made a video about the mostly leftists, although there's some neocon Republicans who probably also fall under this umbrella, about the people who put the Ukraine flag in their Twitter bio. Take a listen to this. Now get this, the US has sent over $100 billion in funding to Ukraine to make sure this war keeps going on. That is ridiculous. Why haven't we sent more? You can look at rundown cities in the US, poverty, <laughs> people who are going hungry that receive just a small amount of funding from our own government. And I say, with a little bit of money that they do receive, why can't we just send that to Ukraine too? I get pissed that some of my tax dollars go towards America. That's not what I signed up for. You might not know this, but how we're involved in the war by constantly sending money to Ukraine is a strategy to keep us out of the war. And it's working because we're gonna need to keep sending money to Ukraine or else something terrible might happen. Like the war could come to an end or something like that. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As the nation gears up for another election season, tune to the first TV for the best coverage on television. Get an exclusive inside look at the American political machine with Sean Spicer at 7. Unmatched analysis and historical perspective from Bill O'Reilly at 8. Then a bold, unapologetic take from Jesse Kelly at 9. It's must-see TV in primetime every night on the first TV. Watch the first on DirecTV Channel 347, Uverse Channel 1220, or DirecTV Stream. <laughs> my favorite thing about JP is he didn't used to do comedy videos that were particularly political. He just did comedy about life. And then he started doing political videos and he started getting censored on big tech. And instead of stopping him from doing political videos, it just increased his political video content. And he is hilarious. So funny. So funny. And it's also true. Why are we giving $113 billion to Ukraine, to Zelensky? to fight a proxy war with Russia, like what good is this gonna do? It's not, for all the reasons I stated above. And meanwhile, you can contrast these Republican candidates. As bad as I have painted them, they're all a whole heck of a lot better than the alternative occupying the Oval Office. Joe Biden this weekend, I don't even know how to describe this. He was sniffing a toddler and nibbling this little girl even as she was recoiling in fright. You gotta take a look at this video is a trip overseas just leaving finland a short time ago. what is he doing like you States expect the nom 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 sound to be overlaid here look at how terrified that little girl is look at this is like biden is already a creepy sniffer we know that he like very creepily leans up and sniffs people and it's like his eyes don't move while he's doing it and this just takes it to a whole nother level who lets him do this who like where is his handler and shame on that mother for not protecting her children from this disgusting predator, disgusting. So meanwhile, he's he's the leader of the free world, but his number two, I mean, as incompetent and senile as Joe Biden is, this would be the alternative. This is what Kamala Harris was advocating for over the weekend. She said that the point of climate change is to reduce 
the population. Her words, not mine. Take a listen. Think about the impact on something like public health. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population, more of our children can breathe clean air and drink clean water. Okay, okay. So hold it right there for a second. So the White House, after she said that we need to reduce population, the White House said, no, she misspoke. She said the wrong word. She meant reduce pollution. But this is the point that I would like you to focus on in this video. When Kamala Harris did say reduce population, she didn't stumble over the word. It wasn't uh, garbled or mumbled like when Joe Biden misspeaks. She was very clear in saying reduce population. And how did the people in the audience react to that? Did they gasp in horror? Like, oh my goodness, we don't want to reduce population. What are you talking about, you freak? Did they awkwardly pause? Did they actually shout? No, we don't want you to be anti-human, Madam Vice President. No, they didn't. They applauded. They cheered for her when she said that she wanted to reduce population, when she clearly articulated that she wanted to reduce population. So my question is this. I will leave this for you to decide. Was this... Or did she misspeak, or was this a Freudian slip? Call me a skeptic, but I think it was the latter. I think that this was a Freudian slip. Meanwhile, the investigation into the baggie of cocaine at the White House has concluded, and the White House say that they have, the White House says, or the Secret Service, I suppose, says that they were not able to determine who this was. Clearly, they didn't do a drug test on Hunter Biden. Clearly, they didn't, they didn't look for any kind of... Um, behavior. Remember last week when we showed that video of Hunter Biden at the 4th of July, how he was just absolutely tweaking out? Like, do you really need an investigation? Do you? Do you? Because I don't think you do. I don't think you do. Tucker Carlson um, was asked this weekend about this, this story of a baggie of cocaine being found near the Situation Room in the White House, and he did an impression of the Bidens under the influence of cocaine, and you must watch it. Take a look. What'd you say? You know what, the thing about that story, it's just a mystery to me. No one was more shocked than I was. Are you serious? In the Biden White House, somebody left an eight ball of cocaine in a public, I was like, I said to my wife, that just doesn't, it's just not in character, you know? I just don't believe it. It's clearly a setup. I went right back to Marion Barry and I was like, somebody set you up. I'm serious. You know what I mean? It was like. <laughs> it was so, can I? I'll stop it. That was my favorite story of all time. <laughs> because it just explains all the behavior. It really does. I mean, I worked in the media business for my whole life, so I, I know what the behavior looks like. But it's like crazed and grandiose. I've got a plan. You're not going to believe it. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's going to totally work. What we're going to do is we're going to totally rearrange everything, okay? We've been doing things a certain way for a long time, okay? And it's worked. But I've got a better plan. <laughs> the fact that he is laughing so hard at the podium just cracks me up. 
And he's not wrong. That is how the entire Biden administration, not just Hunter Biden, behaves. All right, we have time for one more cool thing today. I'll narrate for those who are who are just listening on audio here, but this is Steph Curry, obviously NBA basketball star Steph Curry, playing golf and making a hole-in-one. Take a look. It's obvious he can really play. All right, he hit the ball. Boy, it's in flight. Right it oh, wait, do I have there. to talk like this if I'm a PGA announcer? The ball is in flight. And it's in the hole. It's in the hole. And then he violates every norm of a golf course, and he throws his hat, and he takes off running down the entire fairway. Man, that dude is a fast runner. Like, very fast runner. You can tell he's a professional athlete, a world-class professional athlete. <laughs> This actually makes golf way more interesting to me. Imagine if golfers reacted like this on a regular basis when they made a good shot instead of just the, the golf clap, the sedate and respectful golf clap. Imagine if you took a lap around the... Imagine if you took a lap around the green every time you made a shot like that. It is awesome. There is something really cool about a hole-in-one. All right, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. I'm Liz Wheeler. This is The Liz Wheeler Show. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.